welcome all of you all that are watching live stream uh, to Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday stands for prayer, healing, and teaching, and that's what we're going to do tonight. I'm going to open up with a quick prayer, and I'm going to get started with some teaching, okay? Father, I thank you right now. I give you honor, glory, and praise for all you have done and what you are doing in this season at this very moment in our lives. I thank you, Father God, that you have are developing us as a people, that you have, have absolutely sent us out to do the work of the ministry in every area on this earth, Father God. We are to be game changer, changers and atmosphere changers, Father God, and that's what you're doing. We are reliant upon you. We are asking you right now, Father God, God to lead us and guide us, Father, into all truth. And I'm asking you right now to speak through me. Let this word come forth, Father God, with, with, with power and with understanding so that we will execute the, the assignments that are on our lives, Father, with excellence. And I thank you right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, I'm going in a different direction tonight. Uh, I'm, I've not forgotten where we were. I first, first and foremost, I want to thank Kevin Rodriguez, and I want to thank Jasmine Drake for teaching for me in my absence. Um, I, I hope you guys absolutely enjoyed and loved what they brought forth. They're, they're excellent at what they do. So thank you. Anywho, uh, we're going to get started. <clears throat> and I'm starting in Matthew 4, 17. Matthew 4, 17. And let me, let me give you a little backstory. I've been kind of um, um, frustrated, I guess you can say, with things that I see and things that I hear. Uh, you know, everybody's got a platform now, you know, now that you've got Facebook Live and you've got all these videos and all these uh, things that you can, um, you know, speak forth whatever it is, your message. Everyone has a platform. And I, I pick and choose who I listen to, and I, I listen to a lot of folks, not a lot, you know, because you got to guard your heart. You know that, right? So I listen to a few things, and, and, and people that I, I um, deem mature, you know, Christians, and I listen to just, you know, some, you know, whatever. I just listen to a lot of stuff, right? But I keep hearing um, people, their frustration about people that are in the world, you know? And your frustration shouldn't be with them because they act the way they act. Our frustration should be with the people that are in Christ and that are not pursuing or are looking to change. That's where your frustration should be. So, based on that, I'm, I'm just going gonna, gonna to teach a little bit. And I'm starting in Matthew because it's all about a kingdom. It's all about a kingdom. Everything that we do, everything that Jesus came here, let, just verse 17, Matthew 4, 17, and it says, From that time Jesus began to preach, crying out, repent, change your mind. It says, it says, from that time Jesus began to preach and say, repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret your past sins, live your life in a way that proves repentance, seek, seek God's purpose for your life, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, everyone knows that this is like pretty much the first time that Jesus came on the scene, you know, teaching and preaching. This is his mission statement. 
But the thing that I want you to get out of this is that he came to bring back the kingdom of God into the earth, right? The kingdom, he says, he said, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And what he means is that it has arrived. It has arrived. Jesus came on the scene. He said the kingdom came on the scene. Jesus came on the scene. Everything that has to deal with the kingdom is here now. And and, and immediately, immediately, he starts to pursue people. And in verse 22, and it says, at once they left the boat and their fathers and joined Jesus as disciples. They sided with his party, right? So first, a kingdom came, and then he started to pursue disciples. And that's what we are. We're disciples. We're we're disciples of, of, of Jesus Christ. He is our Lord. He is our Savior, right? So let me, let me just keep going. All right. So the kingdom, what we're supposed to do while we're here on this earth is impact our environment with the kingdom everywhere we go. So we're not going into the world to receive something from the world. We're going to give something to the world. We're supposed to be a people that are atmosphere changers. We're supposed to be a people that are prayed up, studied up. So when you go anywhere, it doesn't matter where, anywhere into in, in your city, in your state, in this world, with a whole kingdom escorting you everywhere you go. So you should be going not looking to receive something, you should be going looking to release something. Does that make sense? Okay, so I was listening to someone and on, on, on Facebook or something, and, and they were talking about, if you're wondering where this came from, they were talking about their experience at a store and how they were rejected. You, you know, not kicked out, they just weren't received with love. And I was listening to, to all of this, and, and people were joining in and, and commenting, and yeah, girl, and blah, 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 all this other stuff, right? And that's all fine, well, and good. But what I couldn't understand is why are you going into a marketplace looking for validation or acceptance? Why are you going to a people that don't know the love of God looking to get the love of God? Right? Okay, I'm going to keep going. Mark 12, 29 through 31. Jesus answered, the first and most important one is, this is when uh, the guy asked, what is the greatest commandment? And he says, the first and most important one is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. He's one. He's one. He's complete in himself. He's complete in himself. He's not fickle-minded. He's not changing his mind, and he went how many different places and was not received, and he wasn't on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter talking about how they didn't receive him. Okay, let me keep going. I'm being petty. I'm sorry. Uh, And this is what it says. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, your life, and with all your mind, your thought, and your understanding, and with all your strength. This is the second. You shall unselfishly love your neighbor as yourself. 
There is no other commandment greater than these. So when, when we're functioning in life, doing life as usual, there are going to be people that reject us. Did he say to respond to that? He said, no, but you're to love them because your love covers a multitude of sins. Your love has the capability and the life force to change that person. Your love, the love of God that, that resides on the inside of you has the power to change an atmosphere. But because there are so many of us that are immature in this love walk that you're still looking for validation and acceptance in, in, in the world. And you're, you're putting an expectation on a people that have not the love of God residing on the inside of them. And, and this also goes towards those people that are in church and pick and choose who they love. So let me keep, let me keep going. So he said to love God with all your heart. All right? I, I, I teach this on a regular what your heart is. Everyone always says it's your blood pump, and it's not. This is your heart. It's that subconscious. This, your heart is that area of your subconscious that stores experience, resolution, conviction, and fears. The heart regulates your behavior and is the source of change. That's the heart here. So when you meditate on the love of God, then you don't expect the love of God from a people the incapable of giving it to you. I hear it all the time, and I'm talking about, I'm talking to Christian people. I'm talking to those that proclaim Jesus as their Lord and Savior because I hear so much griping and complaining about uh, politics. I hear, and I'm talking about from, and I'm talking about politics across the board, across the board. When the Bible says that when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you have just entered into the kingdom of God. But you're still looking for world and this, this, the government of this earth to satisfy your needs. You're still posting about a president and about uh, senators and governors and whatever else, every rank and legislation part of the government, whatever it is, you're still looking at that as your source. And God never said to look at the government as your source. He said he is your source. He says, I have never seen the righteous forsaken, or their, nor their seed begging bread. And we're still looking at the government for our source when you are in a kingdom. When he said one of the, one of the first mandates he gave us was to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And he said, all these things will be added. Everything that you need will be added unto you. Everything but we're still looking for, for a handout from the government. When God says that he will give you witty inventions, he will give you everything that you need. There are millionaires in the body of Christ that are sleeping on an idea and on a witty invention, a creative idea. You're sleeping 
on those things because you're still waiting on someone to give you a handout and a hand up. And it is time for us to, and right now, in, in this season of quarantine, in this season of, of what we're going through in, in, in the United States, this is a time to execute, execute, execute all those ideas, all those things that you have been seeking to, to, to do. God's given you those ideas. And when you sleep on them, he'll give it to somebody else. And then you'll get mad and say, oh, that, I had that idea three years ago. Well, what are you waiting on? God's ready for you to hatch that plan that, that you've been sitting on. It's, he's waiting on you. Okay, let me keep going. I'm going to 1 John, and it's 7 through 9. This, this whole lesson is about love. It's about love and how we're supposed to conduct our lives with the agape love of God. So it, in, in 1 John 4, 7 through 9, and it says, Beloved, let us love one another. Did he say, did he say those in Christ, those out of Christ, those in between Christ, those that are, you know, riding and, and on the fence? No. He said, let us love every... So, when you go somewhere, anywhere, I don't care where you go, in the marketplace, your workplace, your school, wherever it is, and you're rejected, you need to check yourself. And this is not, I'm not, I'm not trying to come down on you. I want you to mature yourself so that you're not seeking love in the wrong places or seeking acceptance or validation. You're supposed to be so equipped when you go out in the world that your love overflows on them and it changes their hearts. And they look at you and, 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 and they are drawn to Jesus Christ because of the love that you walk in. You can't go out there looking for, for validation from people that are broken and empty and incomplete. And they don't know the love of God, right? All right, let me keep going. All right, so it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love, for love is springs forth, springs from God. And he who loves his fellow man is begotten, born of God, and is coming progressively to know and understand God, to perceive and recognize and get a better and a clearer knowledge of him. Verse 8. He who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him, for God is love. Did you get that? Okay, one more time. And it says, he who does not love has not become acquainted, intimately acquainted with God. You've not delved into your word and studied it out to understand that God is a God of love. His very essence is love. What oozes out of him is love. This is a, a God that is slow to anger because he's been waiting on us to mature and walk in this love for how long? And he, he, he's patiently waiting because he knows it. He knows it's there. He says, the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. It's already in you. Where's your heart? It is that subconscious. God put it here. That's why we're always a people searching and looking for love. Because it's in us. 
But what I'm saying is, don't be looking for love in empty places. They are dead. Carnal people, those people that are in the world are dead. They do not understand the love of God. So when you walk into a place and they don't greet you like this, hello, beautiful person you are, and they're not, they're not greeting you and saying thank you and please come back, stop getting offended. When you let somebody in front of you, when you're driving on the interstate and you're like, oh, those ungrateful people, because they didn't go like this, stop getting offended. You should check yourself. Ask yourself, why are you doing it? Are you doing it so you can get a thank you? Are you doing it out of the love and the kindness in your heart? When you open a door for someone and they go in a business and, and they don't say thank you, are you offended? Are you saying, well, ungrateful people, come on. Why are you doing it? Check yourself. Are you doing it for the validation so you can get a that a girl or a that a boy? It's, it's, this is not what we're here to do. You're missing your assignment. Now, yeah, I'm, of course, our mothers and fathers brought us up to have manners, you know, and that's what we charge it to. We charge, oh, they don't have no manners, you know, ungrateful. They're whatever it is. You say a lot of things. We all do. We all do. But why are we looking for validation from them? Your validation should come from the word of God, that you are a son of the most high God. You are loved. He said that he knew you before he placed you in your mother's womb. He said that before the foundation of the earth was even made, that he thought about you. He said that you are the apple of his eye. He said that you, he's called, he's purposed, he's ordained, he's put gifts and callings on the inside of you. You, you. So why are we looking on the outside to get validation? We've got to stop that, and we've got to study the Word of God. I'm not going to govern myself by the response I get or don't get when I go into the marketplace. I'm not going to carry that with me and come back home and talk about or do a Facebook Live on how somebody didn't recognize me. What I want to know is what is on your life? What's on your life? What did you leave behind? What residue did you leave? And, and Jesus also said, if they don't receive you, what did he say? He says, wipe the dust of that town off your feet and keep it moving. Stop trying to get people to join in with you in foolishness. It's foolishness. David said, I will encourage myself in the Lord. So that's what you should do when you feel that rejection and no one, no, nobody greeted you. No one said, thank you, come back. No one said, welcome to my establishment. What you should do is encourage yourself. And leave a residue in that place. What you should do is walk around there praying in your spiritual language under your breath. And, let, and leaving the residue, decreeing and declaring in that place. Taking, walking through that place, claiming it for the Lord. 
that that next person that comes in and fills the anointing that you left behind and they're saturated with it and their lives are changed. That's your assignment. Your assignment is not to go out there and get uh, a welcome or a thank you or please come back because Jesus said, let me keep moving and I'll tell you what Jesus said. So it says here in 1 John, if anyone says, I love God, did I, yeah, if I, I love, if anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he hasn't seen. And this commandment, charge, order, injunction, we have from him that he who loves God shall love his brother, a believer, also. Also, Jesus said that if they hated me, they hate you. So why are you shocked when people hate you, when people despise you, when people use you, when people do all those things? Jesus already told us. He gave us a heads up on it. He says, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. He says, you are in the world. I pulled you out of the world. I chose you. I called you. I purposed you. You're no longer in the world. Why do you still have the world's mentality? Why are you still treating people tip for tap? So when they treat you a certain way, you're going to treat them that way. So when you, when you see something from uh, an authority standpoint that you don't like, you're going to talk about it. And then you're going to, you know, absolutely degrade their name. And I'm talking about from, from the church, from the from the pulpit, from pastors, from the teachers, from the prophets. You get a word that you don't like or correction. You get correction from the, an, an authority figure. And instead of receiving it and thinking about it, meditating on it, and saying, you know what, there might be something to this. No, what you do is you start talking about them, and then you absolutely try to destroy their reputation because you're mad. That is not the love of God. That is foolishness, and that is of the world. That's what the world does. That's not what we're called to do. So what I'm saying here is that we've got to have a kingdom mindset, uh, a change, reset, and understand that you're no longer in the world, but you're in a kingdom. And in a kingdom, we do things differently. We walk in love. We talk in love. We, we, we fellowship in love. And if you have a problem with somebody, instead of talking about them behind their back and going to everybody else and just keep and it just keeps going, you know, you just bring it to the person. You just bring it to the person and you say, you know what? I'm offended. And this is why. And then you hash it out. And guess what? It stops the 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 force fire that is happening because you're offended and you take it everywhere else but to the source. So it's okay. It's all good. Because those that are mature that and can see, like, like, like a friend told me, uh, I want to say today, God gives me wisdom. And when you walk with the wisdom that God has put in you, then he allows you to see the things as they are. I was like, Low, you need to be preaching. 
That's Mama Lo. So she is. She's a brilliant, brilliant woman. The woman has wisdom upon wisdom upon wisdom and is unmoved by anything that is said about her, unmoved by how people treat her, unmoved. She is the very character of agape love in this world. I'm telling you. And that's how, that's what we should strive to be. Not, not like Mama Lo, but like Jesus. He was rejected. He was beaten. And he said not a word. Not one word. He didn't utter one word. He didn't tear somebody down. Nobody was, 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 you know, he didn't talk about him. He didn't tell his brother. He's don't talk to so-and-so and so-and-so. They, they, they backstabbed me. Nope, he didn't. He didn't utter one word because he fulfilled these scriptures when it talks about love. And in, and in 1 John, it says that we are to be like him because we came out of him. So that's what I'm looking for. That's what God's looking for. He's looking for people that understands this love. And not, not a people that are looking for validation everywhere but from him. What, did, what, what you should ask yourself is what has God said about you? What is God going to say about you? He's going to say, you good and faithful servant, you walked in love, you talked in love, you acted in love, you did everything I ask. And I know, you know, there's, a, you know, everybody's looking, not looking for perfect people, but daggone it, I'm striving for this perfection because I want to be like him. I want to act like him, talk like him. Now, is there things still on, you know, on our lives that we've, we've got to, you know, bring into alignment? Absolutely. I'm not saying that I'm perfect or, or that, you know, anybody else is perfect. But what we're doing is striving for, per, per, for perfection. Amen? Does that make sense? I hope so. So that scripture I read um, that I was talking about was John 15, 18 through 25. I don't know if I read that. But it was saying if, if the world hates you, uh, that keep in mind they hated me first. And I'm, I'm going to end with this. And it says, and this is Isaiah 29 and 13. And the Lord said, for as much as the people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but remove their hearts and minds far from me, and their fear and reverence for me are a commandment of men that is learning, learned by repetition without any thought as to the meaning. So how do you get to this place? Well, you get there by meditating on the scriptures on love. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back with, with, with this next week as well. But you meditate on, on love. And when you're rejected, you don't feel any kind of way because you understand that if they reject rejected Jesus they will also reject you and daggone it I would love to be in the same class as Jesus that's what we're striving for 
So that was like a little rant, and I apologize for that, but I just keep hearing the same sentiments from Christians. I'm not talking about the world. They're, they're supposed to act that way. I'm talking about those that call themselves Christians that pick and choose who they love. They pick and choose. They pick and choose, you know, whether you're black or white. I don't care. I am unmoved by it. You know, wh wh your background, where you came from, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. You know, I I'm telling you, people get offended. You know, they ask me, well, how do you vote? Uh, I'm in a kingdom. I don't vote. His word stands. I just try to be obedient to what his word says. It doesn't matter how I vote because that is not my source. My source is my, my Lord and Savior, Jesus. God, I look to God from where all my help comes from. So if I need something, my dependency is on him, not them. So I'm going to follow after him and his word and not be governed by the outside things. I'm not. So I hope you got something from that. I know this was short. Um, I, I think it's a, I've got a lot for you to meditate on. So please take time to meditate on the love scriptures. It is life-changing, life-changing. So thank you guys for uh, joining tonight, and I will see you all next Tuesday. Be blessed and highly favored. Bye.